I'm Chris Michaels. This is the Last Call Podcast. It's one of those days where I did not know exactly what I wanted to talk about, if do a podcast at all. Uh, just because it was bored. I mean, how many times can we talk about the same thing? COVID and then the Ukraine and all of that crap. On and on we go. Blah, blah, blah. This is what I'm going to say. It seems as though, finally, the COVID narrative is cracking. Uh, Two reasons. Uh, This is from the Epic Times. Key NIH research executives received 70 secret royalty payments. Colleagues got seven. Two key National Institute of Health, or for health, executives in positions of influence on decisions about who gets grants from the agency received a total of 77 previously undisclosed royalty payments from outside firms between 2010 and 14. So who is in the list of receivers? Why? Oh, who do you think? Longtime NIH Director Francis Cullen got 14. Fauci got 23. Clifford Lane, Fauci's number two, got eight payments. Acting NIH Director Lawrence Tabak conceded that the undisclosed royalties have the appearance of a conflict of interest. No, no, no. No, it doesn't have an appearance of it. It is. But he insisted that the agency has sufficient internal safeguards. Oh, really? Really? Somebody like Dr. Fauci is going to be held at bay with internal safeguards. I doubt it. Dr. Michael Gotsman has been the NIH's deputy director of intramural research since 94. 1994. 2004. 14. We're talking about almost three full decades. This person has been in the same role. According to his official official resume on the website, Gotsman coordinates activities and facilitates cooperation among the 24 institute and center-based scientific directors to achieve the scientific training and blah, blah, blah. Basically, he makes sure things get done. Gotsman received 70 royalty payments during the five-year period of 2010 to 2014. According to documents recently obtained by the watchdog, open the books as an FOIA, Freedom of Information Act request. So what, what are we supposed to believe here? Senator Joni Ernest from Iowa, NIH receives tens of billions of taxpayer dollars and is entrusted with making unbiased scientific assessments and recommendations. Their top officials, like any public officials, need to be held to the highest standards of transparency and accountability to prevent conflicts of interest. Well, that didn't happen, did it? Something has to change here. And a lot of people are starting to get wind of all this because... Enough is enough. There is more than enough evidence that Dr. Fauci and Collins and everybody else over there, Burks, they all played fast and loose with the truth to line their pockets. And if it's not their pockets, it's one of their family members' pockets uh, that got the real payout. And then they hold it in a trust or whatever. And then once they're gone uh, from the NIH, then they get to cash in. That's how all this crap works. But here's another little slice of heaven coming from the NIH by Russell Blaylock. COVID update. What is the truth? Now, this is actually submitted to the NIH. It's on the NIH's website. So it's not going anywhere. 
and they can't deny it. Now, this is rather lengthy, so I'm going to skip through a lot of it, but I'll do a couple of good things. Open it up. The COVID-19 pandemic is one of the most manipulated infectious disease events in history. Wow. Talk about a loaded first portion of the first sentence categorized by official lies in an unending stream led by government bureaucracies, medical associations, medical boards, the media, and international agencies. We have witnessed a long list of unprecedented intrusions into medical practice, including attacks on medical experts, destruction of medical careers among doctors refusing to participate in killing their patients, and a massive regimentation of healthcare led by non-qualified individuals with enormous wealth, power, and influence. Now, my only problem with Mr. Blaylock is he doesn't use the Oxford comma. However, that is quite the opening salvo. For the first time in American history, a president, governors, mayors, hospital admins, and federal bureaucracies are determining medical treatments based not on accurate, scientifically-based, or even experience-based information. Remember, everybody, trust the science. But rather to force the acceptance of special forms of care and prevention, including remdesivir, which is extremely toxic, apparently, and has a very, very poor efficacy rate, use of respirators, and ultimately a series of essentially untested M messenger RNA vaccines. For the first time in history, medical treatment protocols are not being formulated based on the experience of physicians treating the largest number of patients, but rather individuals and bureaucracies that have never treated a single patient, including Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, EcoHealth Alliance, which is the one that coordinated all of this with Wuhan, the CDC, the WHO, state public health officers, and hospital admins. This guy is not playing games. He is just unloading on everybody so we know where he's coming from. So what else, uh, what are we talking about here? Oh, that's why this is all funny. Okay, so I'm wondering why the mic is so hot. I hear all the static. Okay, let's hope that's a little bit better. So, websites have been removed. The media, medical societies, state medical boards, and the owners of social media have appointed themselves to be the sole source of information. This, any dissent has been labeled misinformation and dangerous lies, even when sourced from top experts in the fields of virology, infectious diseases, pulmonary critical care, or epidemiology. These blackouts of truth occur even when this information is backed by extensive scientific citations. This guy is correct. Dr. Peter McCullough. Heard of him a few times. One of the most cited experts in his field who has successfully treated over 2,000 COVID patients by using a protocol of early treatment. This is not allowed. You cannot treat early. You must wait until the person is practically dead to start treating them. Has been the victim of particularly vicious assaults by those benefiting financially from the vaccines. 
He's published results reporting 80% reductions in hospitalizations and 75% reductions in deaths with his early treatment. And they won't allow him to do it. Neither Fauci, the CDC, WHO, World Health Organization, nor any medical governmental establishment has ever offered any early treatment other than Tylenol, hydration, and call an ambulance once you have difficulty breathing. This is unprecedented in the entire history of medical care. 100% right. 100% right. Other unprecedented attacks is to remove dissenting doctors from their positions as journal editors, reviewers, and retracting of their scientific papers from journals even after those papers have been in print. Until this pandemic, I've never seen so many journal papers being retracted. Witnessing a number of scientific papers written by top experts in the field being retracted from major medical and scientific journal weeks, months, and even years after publication. This is outright censorship, in my opinion here. What else is there to be? I mean, if you, if you listened to me, or if you've done any research on your own, you know this already. It doesn't take a lot to figure out that the mainstream media is coordinating with very, very powerful interests and very, very powerful people to make sure that any information that they do not approve is removed and scrubbed. And if you do not go along with what they're telling you to do, then you will be wiped out and your career will be demolished. So Mr. Blaylock continues, The Federal Care Act encouraged human disaster by offering hospitals up to $39,000 for each ICU patient Put on a respirator, despite the fact that early on it was obvious that respirators are a major cause of death. In addition, hospitals received $12,000 for each patient that was admitted to the ICU. And this let patients' health deteriorate to the point that they needed hospitalization meant big money for all hospitals. Think about it. We don't want you in there, but if we do take you, that's 12000 bucks. Oh, we're not going to treat you, but if we put you on a ventilator, that's $39,000. So, in essence, they were getting $51,000 per person that was admitted into the emergency room and put on a ventilator. And like I said before, the thanks to the CARE Act, these payments from the federal government were being made in half the time without any audits. Usually what, during something like this, the government pays out once every 30 days. The government was paying out once every 15 days. So think about that. You double the amount of people you admit, you get twice, if not three times, the amount of payments because the timing of the payments are cut in half. So it is extremely prosperous if you are a ghoul, like a hospital admin. In addition, it's been proven that the vaccinated asymptomatic person has a nasal pharyngeal titer of the virus as high as an infected unvaccinated person. If the purpose of the vaccine mandate is to prevent viral spread, then it is the vaccinated who present the greatest risk of transmission, not the unvaccinated. 
So this, once again, dispels all of the myths that Dr. Fauci and his ilk are trying to perpetrate onto the American public. It is, and, and the global public, let's put it that way. And he goes on and on and on. Tools of the indoctrination trade. I mean, this is a long, long thing. I'm not going to go through all of it, but major... Uh, Major portions of this I will do. Tools of the indoctrination trade. Designers of the pandemic anticipated a pushback, and that major embarrassing questions would be asked. To prevent this, controllers fed the media a number of tactics. One most commonly used was the fact-check scam. Here's a list of things that were labeled as myths by Dr. Fauci, the CDC, and the World Health Organization, that were later to be proven true. Asymptomatic vaccinated are spreading the virus equally. The vaccines cannot protect adequately against new variants. Natural immunity is far superior. Vaccine immunity not only wanes, but all immune cells are impaired for prolonged periods, putting the vaccinated at a higher risk of all infections and cancer. Cancer! COVID vaccines can cause significant blood clots, The vaccine proponents will demand numerous boosters as each variant appears on the scene. Vouchy will insist on the COVID vaccine for small children and babies. Vaccine passports. And the list goes on and on and on, including myocarditis and everything else. Logic, reasoning, and scientific evidence has disappeared. 100% correct. Trust the science. And he brings up how... The VAERS system is just going off the hook, and you've got nobody to blame but Dr. Fauci and Bill Gates himself. Now, uh, I'm going to call it there because, like I said, it goes on for quite a while. It is an interesting read. Uh, but basically, Dr. Blaylock is, sa- or Mr. Blaylock, is saying everything that we've been saying and we've been hearing about for the past two years about the COVID supposed virus and the supposed vaccine. So I'd recommend going over there. Uh, Fire up Google, fire up whatever you use right now. National Library of Medicine from the NIH. Title of that article is COVID Update, What is the Truth? by Russell Blaylock. Okay, that's going to be a bit of... Uh, that's it. A small podcast, 15 minutes, not my usual 20, 25 minute podcast. It's Chris Michaels. This is the last call podcast with aforementioned Chris Michaels. The narrative is breaking. If you've got somebody like Russell Blaylock submitting, uh, an article like what I just cited, not even going through, I, I got through maybe half of it after I've skipped over a lot of it. Um, if they're doing this, if this is putting, if they're getting this kind of thing put in the NIH, then I think the the writing is on the wall, and they are trying to feather the nest for the next Dr. Fauci. They want him out, but they don't know how to do it. So they need somebody in there to start poking the bear, and it's Blaylock that's going to do it. So this is going to be it for me. This is the Last Call Podcast with Chris Michaels. As always, like me, find me, share me, Last Call Caravan on Twitter, Instagram, and also on Truth Social.